0: It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show, because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast, In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
1: Hello, I'm Oliver Condit, the editor of BBC Music Magazine, and welcome to the BBC Music Podcast. You can buy a copy of the magazine at your local newsagents or download our app to your iPad, Kindle Fire or Android tablet. And for the latest music news and more, head to our website at classical-music.com. This week Reviews editor Rebecca Franks joins me in the BBC Music Magazine studio to talk about the March Issues recording of the month. This time it's piano music by Robert Schumann including his Chrysleriana and the Symphonic Studies performed by Nelson Gurner on Zigzag Territoire. So before we discuss this recording let's hear the theme from the Symphonic Studies. So that was the theme from uh, Schumann's Symphonic Studies. Um, It's a marvellous adventure in sort of polyphony, in a sort of uh, big orchestral writing really, aren't they?
0: Yes, I think it does kind of live up to its name. These are kind of studies in the sort of Chopin sense of them also being poetic as well but also has very big sort of almost orchestral sound world and lots of inner voices there so it's of really big orchestral ambition almost in this piano work.
1: And I, I find that Nelson Goerner actually brings out some of the textures I've not really heard in these pieces before I mean he's a very very be, bewitching beguiling pianist uh, you know a pianist that we know quite a lot from his Decca days and clearly has emerged again on zigzag territoire.
0: Yes, this is his second recording, actually, for Zigzag. He did a, a very fine Debussy recording. That was his, his previous one. Um, but, yeah, I think his ability to really bring out those inner voices is what really makes his performance stand out. And it kind of makes you very aware of Schumann's kind of love of, of Bach, almost. And um, You know, there's a French overture kind of variation here. Um, lots of counterpoint. So there's, there's a lot, there's a challenging work, I think, for a pianist to play one of, the, one of the most difficult works out there, really.
1: Yes, and you've not only got to get those textures and those inner voices out, but you've also got to have the hands to be able to get around the notes. I mean, it's very, very difficult music to play. In fact, you know, it's very easy to listen to something like Liszt and think that's tricky, but it's very difficult to listen to Schumann and imagine the technical uh, complications because it really is quite daunting.
0: It is and I think because he's not a composer that sort of writes you know a beautiful melody here or something very singable or you know in the the way that you can make Chopin sing for example. Um, It's more I guess about mood and character and and sort of the atmosphere and that's what I think he gets Nelson Gainer really gets here and he he has this beautiful kind of velvety rounded full tone but um, he can get the seriousness and the weight of some of this music but then he can also do the playful bits and get that sort of feeling of Running, almost running, you know that sort of human feeling of something being so full of energy that it's just running away with itself. Yes, well, get that too.
1: Let's hear one of the um, uh, one of the studies from the symphonic studies. Of course, the, the interesting thing about Schumann's music is that when one talks to pianists about playing Chopin, it's almost as if Chopin is very aware of the shape of the pianist's hands and, and it's almost written for the pianist, whereas Schumann's music tends to be written for the music and the pianist has to sort of always catch up. I mean, it's like the opening of Chrysleriana. You know, it's very sort of catches you off and, and it's 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 very it's very difficult to to craft to sculpt as a pianist, and I think very few pianists actually pull it off. But here, it sort of flows beautifully with a real sense of direction.
0: Yes, because he's always playing sort of funny rhythmic games, isn't he, Schumann? He's one of those composers when you're actually reading the music at the same time that has. Kind of another effect with what you're hearing. But that is quite hard to then bring that off the page, I think. And as you say, I think that's what we get here. Yes, as I mentioned before, it's really being able to kind of capture both aspects of Schumann's personality, this idea of Florestan and Eusebius, which were these kind of um, extrovert and introvert parts of his personality. um, And to be able to capture that in the music, I think it's quite an elusive thing to be able to to get both of those just right, actually. Yes,
1: Yes. um, before we talk about that, in fact, let's listen to an extract from Chrysleriana because it is beautifully played we'll, we'll hear the opening So that was the opening to Chrysleriana. Um, you talked about Floristan and Eusebius. It's not really a clear-cut thing, is it? I mean, they're not really labelled Floristan, and Eusebius. You know, an introvert, an extrovert, is a very black-and-white issue. So uh, how does one sort of portray these various sides of the character? It's very difficult to know how one should really play some of these movements, whether one one should be more extroverted or more introverted.
0: And I think as well, because Schumann is one of these composers, there's so much autobiographical reference. He loves getting little sort of coded reference to people he actually knows. Um, He was so kind of steeped in literature that you get these characters and Chrysleriana is a a case in point. It was inspired by a character from the fantasy sugar by E.T.A. Hoffman. So you can can kind of be very aware of that rich kind of background. Um, But at the same time, it is music and it is pure, pure music and it doesn't always need that um, sort of that extra web of reference really to to work, so it's sort of it's wonderful to know all that and working out what aspect that plays I think is quite an interesting question for a performer
1: yes, and it's, it's also very important to see this as music rather than as biographical because it's it's so easy with schumann to to look at his life his his attempts at suicide, his marriage to clara his his obsessions his his depressions his illnesses but 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 when it comes down to it, I think it's very important to separate the music from the man, I think.
0: Mm. Yes, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, the, the Kreisleriana is very much a, a Clarish human work, a Clara work, um, and whereas the uh, symphonic studies were before that when he was in love with uh, a woman called Ernestine von Fricken, um, who he was actually engaged to, but then later broke that off. Um, so it's kind of wonderful to, to know that bit of biography, but actually, does it impact on what we're hearing? That's another question.
1: And this rather odd toccata at the end that we hear—not um, one I was very familiar with, I have to say.
0: It's one of those ones. It's, it is a toccata, isn't it? It's, it's, it keeps on—it keeps on going. It's sort of—it's um, quite hectic, and it does sound like it would very much hurt your fingers to play. <laughs> yes.
1: well, let's hear a quick extract from the toccata. <laughs> That was an extract from the Takata Opus 7, rather wild piece by Robert Schumann on a disc performed by Nelson Goerner which includes the Chrysleriana and the Symphonic Studies. That brings us to the end of our discussion of the March Issues recording of the month. Join us next time when we'll be discussing the April Issues recording of the month. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.